All right, we're on, man. Benny, good to good to have you on today, brother. Man, thank you for having me, man. It, it was it's great to finally get to chat with you after all the long wait, man. Yeah, I, I know I know you're a busy man. Um, you've got a lot going on. You're you've you you kind of got that trifecta of being a musician, an entrepreneur, and a six figure business owner. Uh, I, I've got so much to ask you because, you know, you're relatively young and you've got a lot of uh, experience for, for your years on this earth. And uh, and I'm looking forward to just kind of just digging in, man, and seeing what's going on. So um, what what are you into right now? Tell us a little something about about Benny D. What, what's what's your hot hot item right now? Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Well, what you just said pretty much is making a lot of music in 2024, right? That's my hobby that I love to do so much. Building up this business to seven figures, which is another thing that I love to do and systemizing it, right? So that I'm trading value for money instead of trading my own, you know, physical labor for money. And then just continuing to create content and influence other people to do the same so that they can be their best selves. That's, that's on the agenda for 2024, a whole lot of love. Oh man, that's, that's beautiful. And and if you don't mind me asking, how old are you, man? I'm 26 years old. 26. And what, um, how long have you been at this? Oh, that's a great question. I've been doing entrepreneur. I, I started doing music at 18, like officially in the studio recording. I've been writing music since I was seven and I would consider that like the entrepreneurial venture for me because I didn't know that there were other routes. Like I, where I grew up, it was like you either sell drugs, play basketball or make music. That's what an entrepreneur <laughs> is. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> terrible at selling drugs. I'm five, nine and a half. So I'm definitely not going to the NBA, but I can speak pretty well. So why don't I make some music? So that that's just like how the entrepreneur started for me. That is cool. When you like growing up, so you, you started writing music at seven years old. Dude, I, I was writing poems like I started as a, you know, <laughs> I started with poems as a kid because you don't even really know what it is. But it was just like, oh, I had these these emotions and these thoughts and I would just kind of jot them out and they would just rhyme. And I had my little pocketbook and I'd, I'd write them out. Like what inspired you, man, at, at that at that young of an age? What got you motivated to want to do that? You know, my father made music and of course I looked up to my dad. So I'm like, oh, I want to do everything my dad does. And then I just. I loved having deep conversations that I couldn't really have with people around me. So I would just kind of have them with myself through music. Ah, oh, so it was like your outlet. Absolutely. My outlet. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. It was, it was the way I analyzed and processed things like, and, and going back and listening and reading old poems and old songs. It's like half of the music I'm speaking to myself from a third person perspective, it's very, very interesting. Wow. I, I always love that. I, you know, that reminds me, I mean, I've always been uh, a big fan of uh, Eminem because, uh, it, it, you know, it, like when I think about him, he's, you know, growing up and he's able to like, that was kind of his outlet. And I know his, uh, his lyrics and stuff are uh, always controversial, but man, there's one thing you can't ever deny is that like everything he says in his lyrics are uh, they're straight from, you know, authenticity of, of like what he what he went through and what he feels. Yeah. And uh, and I, it, it reminds me like of the of the power of being able to put that out there 
and uh, and have an outlet for sort of your alter ego, like he would put it. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like there was like an alter ego there? Perhaps, right? Because when you're making music, you have to step into your stage. You have to step into your own superhero. So I feel like when you're when you're making music or when you're doing anything, you know, front facing, you kind of just have to embrace or act like the person that you want to be. And then eventually you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm him. You know, so I was super anxious as a kid. I was I was really scared of speaking and very introverted. But when I, I loved music so much that I was like, screw it, I'm gonna do it anyway, and just like smile and act like I'm happy. And then you know, a couple of years later, you go, oh my gosh, I'm actually happy and I'm actually confident. I'm actually really good at speaking out loud. So if you just fake it till you make it in that sense, it really kind of works. So did you have a lot of friends that uh, around that age when you were going through all this? And, and if so, what, what, what do they think about this? That's a really that's a really good question. So I'll just skip when I was 18. That's when I really started going to the studio. It was also when I was being a follower most of the time, even though I knew I was supposed to be leading so when I was making music, it was nice because I was finally being a leader and, and doing what I, I needed to do. They supported, but they weren't on that path, right? They, it was very difficult for me to be in an environment where I knew that 90% of the people were going to end up dead in jail or working dead-end jobs while I had the realization that I was going to be successful from a very, very young age. So the, I guess the short answer is no, they weren't really on that mm. was it did that make it more difficult for you because I, I can only imagine that that's uh that's gonna be pretty rough like being the only one that's sort of a fan of yourself it was like predicted survivor's guilt right because i i wasn't there yet i was surviving along the rest of them but then i knew i was gonna survive i just knew in my head from a young age i'm going to succeed there's nothing that's going to keep me from succeeding and for that reason i felt guilty at that age where I'm like, well, well, now I'm going to be alone. I'm going to succeed. And then I'm going to have no friends because all my friends are going to stay down here. So I honestly just like was such a baby for a, a couple of years and just followed people that I shouldn't follow. Instead of leading people out, I followed people into the depths of despair. Oh, man, that's pretty deep. Did, did your what, what was your family environment like? I mean, you have any siblings? Yeah, I got three sisters. Ah, okay. Did did they uh were they uh did you get support from family and and how was that? Um my mom supported me. My mom is my biggest fan. So when I started going to the studio, I didn't have I didn't have a car and my mom would drive me to the studio and one of my friends would drive me home. So my mom was definitely she understood that this was this was going to keep me alive. Like this was a good outlet for me, so she kept me in that space. And Pops was working most of the time, but he definitely, you know, he supported me. But my mom was like my number one. And then my sisters, they were all doing their own thing, um, younger and older in school. So I, I would just I would go to school, go right to work. I'd work as a lifeguard. And then if I had time, I would get over to the studio. So I, as soon as I was old enough to be out of the house, I was out of the house as much as possible. And so it sounds like you had an internal drive, which was supported by your family. Um, and you weren't as much, uh, I guess, consumed by the, by your peers and in the interactions and influence that they had on you. 
did is is that something like that you saw in yourself like growing up i mean did you see that you were a little different oh absolutely yeah i knew i was different from a very young age and i i'll be honest i i was conscious from a very young age right because there's levels of consciousness but mm-hmm. i wasn't strong enough to do anything with the consciousness i was just conscious enough to know that i didn't want to be conscious and i would spend most of my days running away from it and trying to hide from the responsibility of being conscious <laughs> oh wow so you were a little uh too mature for your own good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's that's pretty wild man um golly what is it if you were to look back on on your years on this earth, what is it that you don't want people to know about you? <laughs> um, well, I'm working on that. That's a really, that's a really good question because I'm trying to share the most traumatic parts of my life. I, I, I mean, if I were just being revealing, it's like I had insane anxiety as a kid and I couldn't even get to school because I was so anxious and I was so depressed. I mean, and and I was, I would be rude to other people. I think one of the things I don't want people to know about me is that I have a dark side that is super dangerous. It's like, I want to take over the world. I want to do everything that I can to succeed. And that might not look pretty in conversation sometimes. So my aggressiveness is something that I definitely stifle in order to get along with everybody. Because most of the time I talk to people and I go, what the heck are you doing? Let's freaking go. Y'all aren't taking this seriously enough. And so I don't want people to know that I look at a lot of people and I go, you aren't working as hard as you should be. You have way more potential. It doesn't need to be this hard. Come on, buddy. That's that's probably my, my most like, oh, I don't want people to know that. Oh, that's interesting. I, I just I just saw a quote on Instagram that highly successful people do not like being around mediocre people. And uh, it 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 makes in I, what it, I mean, you know, you could label people. Obviously, everybody's in different phases of their life, but um, it does ring true when you're ready to put that gas pedal down, man. You want people around you that are ready to just go as fast. And and you're going off that right. The reason for that for me personally is because I was mediocre for so long. I was mediocre. So I know what it feels like to be mediocre and also have that inkling in your head of like, but what if, what if I really like risked it? What if I really put effort into this? What if I really tried? Oh no, I'm just going to stay in my lane. And so now that I've gotten out of that lane, I never want to be around and never want to go back to being mediocre because I feel like that's more of a torture than trying and failing. Yeah. If we go back, like you, so you, you talked about at 18, you start doing the recording like as more of a serious piece. Uh, and now you're 26. I mean, this is less than 10 years and you've built up quite a bit of success. How, how did you, how did you make those steps? I mean, so you started off in just musician as a musician. Yep. Started off as a musician and just was very very consistent i would work and then i would just write a song or two or three every single day i would go to the studio once a week at least twice a week if i could afford it and i was just dedicated like i would just that was my life it was music as much as possible so you obviously have a gift in in music and the way that you're able to communicate did you 
did you get that from within yourself or did somebody along the way, did you have people that actually get provided feedback for you that this is, this is something that you need to start really investing in? I was definitely a natural with music. That's one of the ways that God speaks through me. I believe I used to think that it was me. And and now I realize that is one of the ways that I conversate with God. Like I said, when I have the third person perspectives, I, I really feel like most of my music is just a conversation between myself and God. So I believe that that was a gift that he gave me to get through and dissect the thoughts that I've had since a young kid. Is there a particular song that hits you in the heart, like that more so than any other one that you've ever written? Oh, there's a couple. There's a couple for every point in my life. There was one when I was 18 and it was called Madness. <laughs> and I was having I was literally having a conversation with God and I was really upset. And I told him. I miss you, but I think that it's good we're apart for a bit too. And that bar comes back to me so much because it was literally a point where I felt like I was leaving God to embrace all the tomfoolery that comes with music, the drugs, the girls, the fame, the, the all the all that bad stuff. I was like, listen, I miss you, but I think it's good we're apart for a bit too. And that man. line get, gets me. It definitely gets me. Man, I got to go listen to that song. I love that. I mean, this is so cool because, you know, I think about um, I think about music. I, I'm a big fan. I mean, I've had music on all my, my, my whole life. I've, I've just music has been a big part of my life. And I'm not a musician. But my point being is that I feel like music can speak to us in, at such a better and higher consciousness rate than uh than than words there's just something about it and when you talk about you having a conversation with god man that i mean it just resonates pretty hard because that's uh i mean that's pretty special so it sounds like you're never going to want to get <laughs> get rid of that you so you go in from from being kind of uh, a musician honing your skills to becoming an entrepreneur how do, where how, where do you go from you know, how do you go from that, from being a musician to just saying, you know what, I think I might jump into, you know, trying to be an entrepreneur? You know what, Charlie? I was broke as a joke, brother. <laughs> and I was working as a waiter with all of my friends and we would make music all night. That's when we were about like 20 years old and I, I, I moved out. I, I would make uh, money as a waiter all day and then we'd make music all night. And we did that for like three years and we were broke and it sucked. And I said, man, I, I need to make some money. I need to make some money. And when COVID hit, um, I was working as a waiter and my friends all moved. My, one of my friends went to Miami, another one to New York. We all just kind of went in, on our own separate journeys. We we're all making music together. And I said, I'm going to figure out how to make some freaking money. So I took the $8,000 that I had left to my name and I started researching and I started investing in different cryptos and stocks and NFTs. And I, I was making a couple bucks from that. And then I started investing in courses. I got online and I was like, okay, well, what if I learn how to code? And I tried coding and I failed. I hated it. I tried um, Forex and I lost a bunch of money. Uh, I, I, I just failed over and over and over again and over and over and over. And so many times I failed and lost so much money until eventually I bought a course of copywriting and the person who created it said, you'd be really cool if you talk to this guy. I talked to him and that guy turned out to be my millionaire mentor, Ted Carr, who then gave me a job this January 1st of this year. 
and we went on to raise over, I think it was like $850,000 this year um, through the business that he had created. And from that, I've created my own six-figure agency and finally started finding some success. And, and enough of success that I've been able to bring other young men into this younger than me and show them how I did it so that they could find success as well. So I, th- in short, I failed so many times until something kind of worked and then I went in on that. Yeah, I, when I when I I mean, thank you for sharing that. When 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 I look at a lot of your Instagram posts, you you're very you have a lot of encouraging messages. Like almost everything that you post has so much encouragement behind it, and it's real. It's stuff that you say about, and and you really kind of pointed out there about failing, and um, it, it seems like you have a another gift in in encouragement, man. Do you see it that way? Do you see that you're, um. You know, you you that does that bring you joy? There, there's nothing more fulfilling than inspiring other people. For me, that's my mission in life. When I was at the Thumos retreat, which was absolutely mind-boggling, I've discovered that my mission, and and it was this way since I was a, a very young kid. I want to help other people manifest their dreams into reality. And so to do that, I need to be extremely successful so I can show people, look, it's possible. I was a loser and now I'm a winner. You can do it, too. So that, yeah, th- that's what fuels everything, to be honest, is I want to help people. And that's cool. And, and hey, since you mentioned Thumos, I know you went on you recently went on a Thumos weekend experience. If you could sum it up in uh, just a couple of sentences, how would you describe it? Um, it was transformative for me. It was absolutely necessary. It was unburdening. It was everything. I mean, that was, I needed that. I needed that. And I'm so grateful that Jody and everybody there allowed me to experience it. And I'm so grateful that God put that in front of me because it was exactly what I needed. And I honestly needed it a long time ago. I'm just grateful I found it now. Wow. So what is, uh, what's, if we kind of go back to what you're doing now on social media, you're using a lot of what we have for social media to get your points across. I know, um, and I, I think for, I guess for some adults, it's, you know, we're still tied to old things like Facebook. I mean, some people might even still be on MySpace. You never know. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess, the, how do you see, I just want to kind of get into your head. How do you see social media in the power of it in what you're trying to accomplish? You know, especially not only today, but like going forward. Social media is everything. And I really want people to understand that because once you have over 100,000 followers on social media, you can work for yourself for the rest of your life. You have you've made it. That is now and, and honestly, you can have much less because If you create your own business, all you need is enough people who are loyal to you and enjoy what you post. And then 10% of them are going to want to buy whatever you have to offer because you're giving out free information. So your content will then lead to conversations with real people who really love you, who really want to learn from you. And those conversations will lead into conversions, which will pay you, feed your family and allow you to continue building your business and helping the world. I believe that content is the most important thing to be doing in 2024. And if you're not doing it and you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be financially free, 
then you have your priorities messed up. Mm. Can you explain a little bit about what you mean by content? Yes. Putting your beacon out into the world. You might be the coolest person in, in the planet, right? But until you post, then your beacon has not been sent out. What happens as soon as you take a video of yourself just chatting, just saying, this is what I, I did today. This is what's been going through my mind. Once you do that, the algorithm is going to start putting you in front of people that might like your content. And when you continue to do that and just talk about yourself and be authentic, then people are going to start seeing you and go, I like his face. I like his clothes. I like the what the words he's saying. I like his attitude. And you're going to start snowballing and, and creating a tribe because your vibe attracts your tribe. And now you're going to have a tribe of like-minded individuals that you can leverage however you so choose. But it takes a village to do anything. So you need to start building your village now. Mm, do, do you find that there's a lot of parallels with your outlet of social media and music? Absolutely. It, it's all, I, I don't mean to use this word. And I don't mean to misuse this word, but it's prophetic. We, we all need to be leaders. If we are capable of being leaders, then we need to do so. And so music allows people to find messages that they resonate with and then follow and be a part of something. And being a content creator allows you to speak your message and then people can find the message that they resonate with and follow something and grow and network within that. So yes, music and content creation is absolutely a parallel. It's a great thing to point out. Mm. Man, that's cool. I was just talking to uh, my niece, um, I guess this past week told her that we were going to be talking to you on the podcast and she wanted me to ask you, uh, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I do have a girlfriend. Yesterday was our five year anniversary and I would not be here if it was not for her. She is absolutely essential for our, the success of everything that I do. How so? She gives me the support that I need by making space taking away the things that used to take up my time so that I can completely focus and embrace and feel every feeling that I need to feel, think every thought that I need to think and make every move that I need to make without putting pressure on me and saying, oh, we need to do this. Oh, we need to do that. She says, I understand this is your mission. Let's make it happen. And because she does that for me, I am able to heal myself because I can feel the feelings I need to feel. I am able to think our future through because I have the space to think the thoughts that I need to think. And I have the ability to buy beautiful things because I am able to make the moves that I want to make. So now we both win. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. Man, it sounds like she's got the same introspection that you have and the depth that you talk about. I, I can see why you... Uh... You, you, you wrote poems, man. You, you, you have a way of uh, articulating your thoughts and, and uh, the depth that you talk with. It's, uh, it's pretty inspiring, man. So like all this, everything that you're talking about, creating space, how, I mean, and I think you try to, you try to uh, send this message out in your Instagram posts, but how do you, what would you recommend people to do that? It sounds like this comes natural to you. And I know it doesn't, you have to work at it. And you have to create that space. But what would you recommend to people out there that are not able to find that space? They're consumed with all the things that are 
probably lower priority stuff that's just noise. How do you start to take that first step and get that out of there to create the space that you need to be the better you? Oh, man, that is such an incredible and important question. And just to go deeper into it, to make it harder for myself, most people are in an environment that is against them. Like you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one starts to climb out. They're all going to pull each other. Then pull that guy at the top yes, right back down. So right. the odds are against you. I'll, I'll say this straight out. Yo, whoever is listening and wants to make a change, the odds are against you. Okay. But it is possible. I would recommend starting to consume content from people who are in the situation that you want to be in. So for me, I want to be an entrepreneur. So I listen to Alex Ramosi. So I listen to Myron Golden. I want to be a better man. So I listen to Jody Licatino, right? I listen to the Thumos guys. I want to be a better runner. So I listen to like figure out the people that you want to emulate and put in your headphones and listen to what they have to say and do your best to start implementing the things that they say. And you will find incremental increases and that will increase your willpower to keep pushing and then you can slowly, slowly, slowly pull yourself up and soon you'll be able to pull other people up. Mm, how, how You mentioned running. How important is exercise to you? Oh, it's, it's everything. If you want to make money, the first thing that I tell people is go get in shape. <laughs> I love it, man. What, what, why? Why, why? Why do you say that? Because once you have your body in shape, that well, honestly, I would say go get your heart straight. I, I put everything in a, in a pyramid, right? At the very bottom is your heart, okay? When people want to learn about business, I say this is the pyramid of being a successful business owner. The very bottom is your heart. You need to clear all your chakras, clear all your trauma, clear everything that's causing you to be a toxic human being because toxic people are not on the frequency of abundance. You need to clear your heart so that your heart is in a gratitude um, frequency so that you can be open to receiving. Now that your heart is clear, now we dig into the head. Now, the head, if you're in great shape, your self-talk is going to be awesome. You're going to look at a mirror and go, I'm freaking shredded. I'm sexy. Your head is going. So now you're confident. Now you're presenting that to the world. That's going to pay off so much more than the how. Now, once you've got the heart and your head set, now you can go into the hands. This is your skills of like, okay, what are you good at? Go ask your significant other or one of your friends, what am I good at? Right. If they say you're not good at anything, they're probably bad friends. You're, you've got good friends. that'll yeah. tell you, You're really good at speaking. You're really good at um, working out. And then you can look into the how of, OK, I just realized that I'm really good at working out. So now I'm going to figure out the how to use my skills of working out to make money that now you can do it because you've got everything else in line. So you got to get your heart straight and then you got to get your fitness. So I misspoke heart and then your fitness. Fitness is the second most important thing. And where do you think, um, so I, I think there's, you know, a lot of uh, controversial views around um, formal education today. And uh, it, uh, obviously you have found a way, and I, I'm just thinking if somebody is, uh, say they're in college or they're trying to get through on a certain path and maybe they're not very passionate about it and they feel like they have to follow that path. What are, you, what are your thoughts around uh, people kind of spending that time, that four years in college, and then going off and, and just kind of sort of following the path that they graduated in um, yeah. if they're not passionate about it? Yeah, man. Uh, I'll preface this by saying I left college first year, failed 
miserably, but I got so much life skills by being in an environment of a bunch of kids and learning how to survive living there. That was the, a great, great experience in that one year that I did spend in college. It wasn't for the education, it was, it was for the life skills. I'll say that if you're going to college, the, the one thing that you're going to get is those life skills. If you do stay on campus, that's super freaking cool. What I'll also say is if you're not going to be a doctor, if you're not going to do something that you actually need uh, a doctorate that you need a license for, I would be very hesitant to put tens of thousands of dollars into that so that you can spend four years of your life, which is honestly worth more than the tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars to do something that you're not positive you want to do. I would say try and work out a way that you can get some money and invest into some courses and start trying a bunch of different things and seeing if that works. And if that really fails horribly, then maybe go to college. But I mean, when you're looking, if you're looking to go to college to get secure a solid job, you're not going to do that unless you're going to be a doctor because $80,000 a year is not going to be cutting it in five years so you should probably just focus on what do you actually enjoy doing? How can you do that in a most profitable economy as possible? And most of the time it's leverage your audience, get people to follow you, get really good at the thing that you like to do, and then teach other people how to do it. It's so interesting because it things have rapidly changed so drastically over the last, you know, I don't know, 25, 30, 40 years that um, the whole landscape has changed, and yet the educational system really uh, is sort of the same. And um, and so just thinking about that, I, it's it's good to hear your perspective on that because um, at this at this point, you know, a 16 year old has to decide what they want to do with their life um, so early on, right? And and make all those decisions, and then go to college if they want to go to college, if that's the route that they want to take. It's just a lot. It's a lot to put on their shoulders at such an early age. Um, whereas, you know, if you have a gift or you have passion that you can just kind of follow, it seems like a really nice opportunity there. Yeah, I got really lucky because I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age. So I could just follow that and see where that led. There are people that don't know. We already know. I mean, it, it's pretty blatant that the current curriculum for public schools is set up to just create you into a worker bee, which doesn't actually allow you to make monumental shifts and find generational wealth. So I want people to be very hesitant upon that. And what's cool is there's a huge shift from our generation of, okay, we can't change the public school curriculum. We're not even going to try that. We're going to take over the online educational space and allow people to learn freely the information necessary to find success in whatever niche they so choose. And you can learn firsthand from people doing exactly what you want to do. So like, let's say you wanted to learn how to be a roofer and run a roofing business. You can now go onto a platform like school and look up roofing and find somebody who's doing a million dollars a month with their roofing business and get on a one-on-one -on -one call with them and learn how they did it. And then just skip all the BS business school courses and, and garbage from people who aren't actually doing what you're learning about, you can actually learn straight from the horse's mouth. And that's the coolest thing ever. Getting rid of the middleman and just going, I want to learn this. Who's the best in the space? Let me buy his program and just learn from him. Mm -hmm. Isn't that dope? 
That is that is just insane because on a smaller scale, if I need to fix anything around my house, I can go to YouTube and there's somebody that's got the exact thing that I need to fix and I could look at it and follow it and I can do it. That's the and, free market, uh, brother. Yeah, yeah that's it's, incredible. Right. I mean, we didn't have that back in the, I mean, can you imagine them having that back in, you know, 1600? I mean, you, you were you just had to work on the specialties. So that's um, that's so, so incredible. Now, let me ask you this. The uh, the mission, you mentioned mission a few times in the call today. And, and uh, what is your mission? I'm still working on it, right? I've only been to one through most weekends, so give me some time. But it it is I manifest love by helping others turn their dreams into reality. Or mm. I am love, right? Because that that's Jody's like, oh, you are love. I am love or I love by helping others manifest their dreams into reality. I want to find people that want to change and say, all right, let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Cause I bet it's going to be dope. Man, that's good. And What's what about what, what is, uh, when you think about life, what, what do you think the purpose of life is? Oh, that's a good one. I, I do believe, I mean, the pers- purpose of life, one word is love. I easy as that. I also believe that we, come up with lessons that we need to learn before we come down into this planet and everybody has lessons that they need to learn before they can fly back out to wherever we came from so i think it's just learning lessons and loving as much as possible and when you use the term love can you describe that what does that mean yeah it's it's unconditional love it's having understanding for others it's not being judgmental and and holding grudges it is understanding that everybody is going through the same experience as you, and it's it's not easy. <laughs> so do what you can to help as many people as possible. Do your best. Work as hard as you can. And by work, I don't mean slave away at a job that doesn't pay you properly for your time. I mean, do the best that you can to make the best reality that you can out of the finite amount of time that we have and spread as much positivity as possible while doing so. Excellent. And what advice are you currently, uh, your latest post in Instagram, what kind of advice are you giving to people? Hmm. Ah, Just keep going. You can't lose if you don't stop. That's that's kind of my mindset after every (laughs) failure. I'm like, well, it doesn't, I'm not currently, I'm technically not a failure if I just keep going. As soon as you stop, then there's no potential for you to succeed. But if you're still moving forward, even if you slip and break your leg, if you keep walking, there's still a potential to finish the race. Even if you come in last, there's still the potential. But if you if you just don't get up, then you will never finish that race. And that's going to haunt you forever. So you might as well just do it now. Excellent. And uh, where can people find you, Benny? Yeah, just search up Benny D. Loki on any social media platform. I'm there. If you want to chat, I'll chat. I've got time. Send me a voice message. Send me a text. I'm here to help. Excellent, man. Well, hey, with that, uh, I know you got uh, you got things to do, so we'll wrap it up. I want to thank everybody for listening today. If you like what you've heard, please remember to follow, share, give us a strong review. If you're a man searching for improvement and growth, be sure to check out strongdadscommunity.com or check us out on social media as well. Benny, it has been a real pleasure, man. Thank you for for giving us your time. And uh, man, I, I hope we can connect on future podcasts as you get into different avenues and, and assets and, and share with us what you're doing in your entrepreneurial adventures. 
Yeah, I, I really look forward to it. You you guys are going to have a lot of trouble getting rid of me once I've been to this first <laughs> weekend. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. You can't shake me. And I'll say to anybody listening, if you haven't been to a weekend or if you're not part of this group, you need to get involved immediately. Words can't describe how transformative it is. And this is from a stubborn person that is, is pretty um, critical of how I spend my money and how I spend my time. This was a hundred percent worth it for me and a hundred percent necessary. So reach out to their team and get involved immediately. Thanks brother. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. That's it. We're out. We're out.